0: You're listening to The Ashley Laughlin Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hello, friend, and welcome to this episode. I am so happy you are here. Today, we are covering the seven ingredients required for a business breakthrough. These are the seven steps I cover in my signature course, Business Breakthrough Accelerator. And since it's making its comeback and opening for enrollment again, I wanted to share a micro dose of the content with you so that you can get some quick wins. If you don't know, Business Breakthrough Accelerator, which I will refer to as BBA from here on out, is designed for female business owners who don't want to trade hours for dollars anymore. This course is unlike any other business course out there in that mindset is an integral part of the curriculum and we take a holistic approach in focusing on the inner work as well as tapping into the feminine and masculine energies to experience that breakthrough. The course has seven modules focused on mindset, branding, niching, creating high converting content, client attraction, selling, and then scaling. So it is the elite A to Z guide, everything you need to know for transforming and accelerating business growth. It is designed to take 12 weeks to complete even though there are seven modules of curriculum because the modules are jam-packed with content and action items. Most importantly, implementable action items that you need to implement before moving on to the next one. And the results are incredible. The students are literally like Wow, my mind is blown and my business is exploding. So if you are interested in getting in while the doors are open, click the link in the show notes to check it out. But you are in for a special treat today because I'm going to give you a little taste of each module or each step to experiencing your breakthrough. Are you ready? Let's do this. Step one is mastering your mindset in my opinion mindset is the number one most important factor in success and that's why it's the first module of bba and why there are additional mindset activities in every single module because if your mindset is jacked your business is jacked if you lack belief in yourself or in your offer you will not be successful. And I have seen this time and time again with women I've worked with. The ones who had that I will be successful attitude were the ones who succeeded. Whereas the ones who were constantly in their heads, overthinking things, doubting themselves, constantly needing pep talks, they were the ones who struggled and the ones who mainly quit. So if you are someone who is in your head Girlfriend, get the fuck out. Excuse my language, but I am so passionate about this. Get out of your head. Nothing is finite. Take action, execute, keep going, and refine as you go. Stop overthinking every choice, every word, every post. Stop worrying about getting on your camera and stories and what people will think of you. Just freaking go for it. Keep going. Believe in yourself, even if no one else is believing in you. So let's dive into three of the many, many, many mindset topics we cover in BBA. First is imposter syndrome. I know this hits a lot of women hard. They feel like, who am I to show up and give advice? Who am I to ask for people's money? Who am I to pretend like I'm a business owner? Especially in the beginning stages of business, women really struggle with imposter syndrome. So my advice is to ask three friends or three current clients what you're good at. Make a file. Set reminders. Now in BBA, a lot of students said that they were terrified to ask people. They were terrified to reach out and ask people. But but the responses were overwhelmingly positive and uplifting. And This is one of the first activities we do in BBA. So it really sets the tone for them. It gets them some quick wins. It gets them the confidence to keep going, to know that they truly are a badass. So if you are somebody who struggles with imposter syndrome, ask three teammates, three clients, three friends, hey, I would love your opinion. Don't lie, don't stroke my ego, but I am really curious and I'm just doing some research. Can you tell me what you think I am really good at? Or can you tell me how I have helped you if it is a current client? And as I said, make a file of that. You can even set reminders in your phone. The next mindset block is fears. And the most common fears are fear of judgment, fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, Fear of success. I see this one a lot and people are oblivious to it. They are so focused on their fear of failure that what they miss is the fact that they are actually afraid of success. What if I actually get clients? Do I know how to serve them? What if they're not happy with what they bought? What if I bring on team members, but I don't know how to train them? What if I make a ton of money and I jump to a new tax bracket? I don't know how to handle more money. And so more often than fear of failure, people are afraid of success and it sounds so silly. But until you actually do some soul searching and analyze what you are really feeling, you won't realize that you are afraid of success. Fear of being perceived as arrogant A lot of people don't want to show up and provide value because they are worried that people will say, oh, look at her. She thinks she knows everything. Fear of not being able to juggle it all. And this goes back to that fear of success. A lot of people think, well, if I scale my business and I bring on all of these people to my team or to my business, how am I going to handle it all? And so subconsciously, they're holding themselves back. Fear of not being able to deliver. Fear that people are going to buy from you and then you're not going to be able to show up in the capacity that you promised. Fear of rejection, people telling you no. So you have to understand what you are actually afraid of and then you need to work on getting over those fears. And this is different for everyone. Some people are terrified of success, but they're not afraid of rejection. Some people are terrified of judgment and embarrassment, but they aren't afraid of being able to juggle it all. They know that they'll be able to scale and grow and implement new systems. So figure out what you are afraid of, where that fear stems from, and then how you can address it head on and acknowledge it when it pops up and tell yourself, oh, this is just a silly internal fear. And rewrite the narrative. And this is where positive affirmations come into play. I teach a lot about positive affirmations, the science behind them and how they rework, reprogram your brain and your thought patterns. So identify your fears and then flip it to a positive I help statement that you can write, affirm and repeat throughout the day so that you can reprogram your mind. And then the third little mindset tip we're going to talk about today is really identifying your goals, what it is you want in life and in business, and what it is you don't want. And most people never take the time to actually sit down and figure out what it is they don't want. They'll figure out, oh, I want this amount of income. I want this car. I want this house. But at what expense? What are you not willing to do? And what are you willing to do? So if you have a piece of paper I want you to draw a little chart and it's going to have four columns. And in the first column, you're going to write what I want and already have. In the second column is what I have and don't want. The third column is what I don't have and want. And the fourth column is what I don't have and don't want. And then take some time to fill in each column. So the first one, what I want and already have. So maybe you have the home you want, the car you want, the kids you want, the health you want, the business you want. Great. Affirm that, express gratitude for that. In the second column, what do you have but you don't want. Maybe this is a lot of student loan debt. You have a lot of student loan debt and you don't want it. Maybe you have a mortgage and you want to pay it off. You don't want to have that mortgage. Maybe you have a business that you are tied to where you can't take a break. You can't take a day off. You can't go on vacation. You were shackled to your business. The third column, what I don't have and want. So maybe you don't have a business that provides you freedom, but you want that, okay? Well, you need to write that down. Maybe you don't have a Lexus or a Tesla or a Range Rover and you want one of those, okay? Put that there. So this is the column of things that you are aspiring to gain, you're working for. These are things that go on your vision board, things that you look at every day to remind yourself of why you're working, And then lastly, the last column is what I don't have and don't want. So maybe you have created a business that provides you with freedom and you don't want to take on any more clients or any more work so that you are now bogged down and you're shackled to your business. You would put it there. Maybe you paid off your mortgage and you don't want another mortgage. Well, then you want to put that there because sometimes you will get distracted by shiny objects you'll see another house that you want and it will mean getting a new mortgage. So you have to remind yourself what is it that you don't have and what is it that you don't want no matter what shiny object is flashed in front of you. So go through this little goals activity. Now as I said these are just three of the many activities for mindset we go through in BBA to really set the pace get everyone in the right mindset to understand their value, their worth, and build that confidence to move forward and then make money and scale. The second step is developing an irresistible brand. Most people think of branding as the colors and the fonts, but branding goes way beyond colors and fonts. Branding is who you are, especially if you are a personal brand, which if you are a coach, or a service provider, chances are you are a personal brand. I am a personal brand. And it's so important that we nail down the aspects of our brand that go beyond colors and fonts. So we're gonna do that in a second. But first, I have a little mini activity is Google yourself, Google your name. And if you have a common name, you might have to add your name with your employer or your occupation or your city or some combination and then note which combination of words helped you find you. You may find that you don't show up on Google. Now, in today's day and age, as a personal brand, that's not necessarily a good thing. If you're trying to live off the grid, then sure, not showing up on Google is a great thing. But if you are trying to build an online digital business, You need to have an online presence and you want to be searchable. And then look at the first three search results that pop up for you. Are they representative of you and of your brand and your mission and your message? If not, that's something you definitely want to work on and that's something we do in BBA. But in terms of branding, as I said, we want to go beyond colors and fonts. So a few things you need to sit down and write out and consider is what is your brand's story? How did it come to be? And that leads into what is your message? What is your brand's message? Who do you serve? And then most importantly, who do you not serve? This is what most people miss. They skip this step, just like how most people don't realize that they're actually afraid of success. We get so honed in on who it is we want to serve and attract, but we don't get clear on who we don't wanna serve. And I feel like getting clear on who you don't wanna serve is almost more important than being clear on who it is you want to serve. Because when you get stuck working with the wrong clients, it drains your energy, it drains your joy, it hurts your reputation, And most likely, those people don't get the results that you want them to get because maybe they are not at the right level for your program. They're either too advanced or not advanced enough. They're not the right fit. They come up with too many excuses. They annoy you and they don't get the results. They don't have the transformations. So then they go out and they either badmouth you and say your program or your offer didn't work for them. Or they fall in love with you, even though it didn't work for them, and they tell more people about you, but they run in the wrong circles. They are running in the circles of people you don't want to attract. So you have to get clear on who it is you don't serve so that you can be very polarizing in your content and push those people away. What is your secret sauce? What makes you different from every other person out there in your same industry? And again, this is what most people miss. I'm talking to all you health and fitness coaches, right? I'm a health and fitness coach. Okay, well, what makes you different from the other 1 million health and fitness coaches out there? What is your brand voice? How do you write? How do you speak? What is the the type of communication that comes from you? Are you funny? Are you witty? Are you bold? Are you serious? Are you academic? Are you colloquial? All of those things build your online digital brand, and it goes beyond colors and fonts. And having a really solid brand that shares your story, your message, who you serve, who you don't serve, what makes you different, your voice, that all works together to attract your ideal clients and make scaling and growing your business that much easier. Step three is nailing your niche here are some misconceptions let me know if these speak to you number one the more people i market to and appeal to the more sales i'll make if i niche down i'll miss out on sales if i get too specific i'll push people away any of those speak to you but the reality is that If you try to speak to everyone, you reach no one. Because you're too vague, you're too watered down. Nobody feels like you're talking to them. Nobody feels a deep connection to you. So the more people you market to and appeal to actually is detrimental to your business. Instead of making more sales, you'll make less. Instead of worrying about that one random guy that might buy from you, You should be focused on the hundreds of thousands of women who will buy from you. So you have to identify three things. First is your target market. Your target market is the specific group of people you serve. Is that new moms? Is that college graduates? Is it seniors? Is it female entrepreneurs? Then you have to identify your niche. And this is the service you specialize in offering to your target market. So if your target market is new moms, your niche may be helping new moms lose weight. Another person's niche might be helping new moms sleep train their babies. Another niche might be helping new moms fight the postpartum hair loss experience. You want to avoid being too broad and just saying, I help women, I help men. And you want to be very specific in what it is you help them do. What service do you specialize in helping that specific group of people? So for me, I always say I help female entrepreneurs make six figures online through social media. And then you want to go and take it a step further and identify your ideal client avatar. This is a detailed profile of your ideal client. Who is your dream client? What are her attributes? What is her education, her income level? Where does she shop? What brands does she use? What are her struggles and pain points? What does she desire and want? Having a very clear picture of that helps you to create content for that person. This might be a real person. You might have a client in mind that is your ideal client avatar. So you base your ideal client avatar off of her or you create one out of thin air. You make up the ideal person you want to work with and you know that they're out there. And once you start creating content for that specific person, you will be amazed at how many people actually fit that mold and come out of the woodwork to work with you. Rather than you casting a wide net and not reaching anyone. With this in mind, I've said this in previous episodes, you want to be a big fish in a small pond. You don't want to be a small fish in a big pond. And when you try to appeal to the masses, when you try to market yourself to everyone, you are a small fish in a really big pond. But when you get very focused on who it is you want to serve and what you specialize in serving to her and who it is you are trying to serve, her unique profile, you become the big fish in the small pond. So you have to identify what makes you different. What is your secret sauce? As I said in branding, I mentioned what is your secret sauce? What makes you different from every other person out there? And this has to be a part of your branding and your messaging. Let's look at a few examples. Subaru versus Mercedes. There is a very specific type of person who buys a Subaru versus the type of person that buys a Mercedes. Subaru and Mercedes have very different marketing messages. Their branding is very different. They know exactly who it is they are trying to attract, who they are trying to reach and speak to, and they nail it at getting that specific person. So think of you and your car and what your car choice is. What brought you to that car? Do you fit that mold? Do you fit that brand? And you wanna start looking at you and your offers and your brand in that same way. How can you establish yourself as a brand that is different from others, that is different from the competitors? Another example is Walmart and Nordstrom. There are very different people who shop at Walmart and Nordstrom and their marketing and their messaging is completely different. So again, this goes back to branding. Yes, colors and fonts come into play here, but also marketing. Are you marketing? Are you trying to attract high-end moms? Well, does your marketing and your messaging speak to high-end moms? Or are you trying to focus on low-income moms? Does your marketing and messaging... Speak to them and reach them. You have to take all of this into consideration and stop trying to be so vanilla and speak to any mom. Another example is McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. They serve very similar food, but when you really look at their branding, their messaging, the people they are targeting, it's very, very different. So if you are in fitness... Resist the urge to say, I'm a fitness coach or I'm a health and fitness coach. What is your unique approach? Do you focus on carb cycling or do you focus on intuitive eating? Those are two very different aspects of health and fitness coaching. If you are a virtual assistant, do you focus on IG strategy? Are you an Instagram expert or are you an email guru? Brand yourself appropriately. Because for me, I would look for somebody who has a lot of back-end email systems experience. Not necessarily somebody who's an Instagram expert. I don't need that expertise. Whereas someone else might need the Instagram expertise and they're not ready for the back-end email systems stuff yet. So don't try to be just a jack-of-all-trades. Really identify, carve out your place in the marketplace. What are you great at? Who do you want to serve? For example, in business coaching, there are a lot of business coaches out there who teach how to sell in the DMs. And for me, my secret sauce is that I'm all about making public sales, not making sales in the DMs, not having to spend hours or days in the DMs, building relationships and talking to people, but creating great high quality content that people consume and then buy from there. That's my secret sauce. So resist the urge to be too general, too vague, and nail your niche. Step four is creating high converting content. I have done so many episodes on content recently, so I am not gonna dive into all of the nitty gritty details. You can go back and listen to all of those to really nail the content game. But I have a very specific framework that I teach, and it's attract, serve, accelerate, and convert. So the first one is attract. You want to create content that draws the right people to you. How do you know who the right people are? Well, you have to identify your ideal client avatar, which I just talked about. When you have a very clear picture of who it is you want to be a client, what her problems are, what she wants, then you can create content that speaks to her, that gets her to stop her scroll and say, oh my gosh, yes, this is so me. The second phase of the framework is serve. Provide value specific to your ideal client avatar's pain points and dreams. So I've talked about this before in other episodes, but... Providing free tips, free tricks, free mini trainings in your feed posts and in your stories is how you can serve your audience, how you can establish establish yourself as a credible authority and get people to type in your name every single day to come learn from you. The more you serve, the more you impact, the more of an income you will make. Next is accelerate. So you have to make your audience product aware through your problem-aware content, which is step two. So when you are serving, which is step two, you're providing value towards their pain points. You're making them problem-aware. Sometimes people don't even know they have a problem until they see a post and they realize, oh my gosh, this is me. She's speaking to me. That's exactly how I feel. I didn't even realize it. So when you are creating content that, addresses pain points and problems, some people become problem aware. They realize, oh my goodness, I have this problem. Well, you have to make them product aware and say, I see you, here I'm serving you, here are my free tips, but if you want to learn more, I have a course, I have a one-on-one coaching program, I have a group coaching program. This is where you then provide your solution. So you're making them problem aware, they're realizing, Oh my gosh, I have this problem. And now you're saying, here's some free tips. But if you want to take it a step further, if you really want the solution to your problem, I have it, here's what it is, and here's where you can find it. And this is where you would direct them to the link in your bio or your website or to DM you, whatever it may be. And then the fourth step in this framework is to convert. This is where you make it a no-brainer to buy from you because the appetizer portions of the value you've been providing leaves them wanting the entree. So all the free tips, all of the serving that you've been doing, those are just appetizer-sized portions of what you can really offer to people. And when they experience quick wins, they feel like they've really gained something from you, they are going to realize that it's a no-brainer to buy from you, to join you, to hire you whatever it is, because they're dying for the full course. They're dying for the entree. They're saying, wow, I've, I've gained so much from her for free. Imagine what I could gain if I actually bought from her, hired her, joined her, whatever it may be. So that is the four-step framework. Attract, serve, accelerate, convert. And again, if you need more help on content, you can listen to any of the previous episodes that focused on content. Step five is attracting your ideal clients. So this all builds on each other. When you are clear in your branding, when you have nailed your niche, when you are creating high quality content, all of those things speak to your ideal clients and attract them to you. But you do have to go out and find them. So in order to grow your audience, to find your ideal clients, in order to engage with them, I recommend doing some parallel audience recon. You wanna find other accounts that have the audience you want. This may be a brand that you know your ideal client avatar is using and engaging with. It may be someone else, another coach, another service provider. Even a competitor of yours. You want to go to their page and you want to do some recon. So you want to examine their top performing posts. What were their photos like? What were their posts like? What was the caption like? What hashtags did they use? What was their headline, the first line? What was their call to action? And now I recommend doing this in a spreadsheet of literally writing down all of these things for several different accounts. So I recommend doing five to 10 accounts. You want to look for five to 10 other accounts that has the audience you want. And then look through their top performing posts and take notes. I don't want you to copy anything that they're doing. That is so important. I'm not telling you to go and then copy their photos, copy their captions, do exactly what they're doing, but look for trends. The audience that you want is clearly engaging with these people in these particular posts. They're responding to these types of posts. Are they posts that are pictures of tweets? Are they shareable images, quotes? Are they pictures of the person and their kids, what makes these posts perform, outperform the others? What makes these posts get the audience to engage? And then ask yourself, how can you replicate that, but in your own way? How can you put your own spin on that? But having that knowledge of what your audience is actually engaging with and responding to will help you be more clever and creative in creating content. And then you can also engage with those people. Look at the people who are commenting. Can you respond to them in the comments? Can you engage with them and build those relationships? Can you go to their accounts and engage with them on their own accounts? So go to these parallel accounts, the accounts that have the audience you want. Look at who's engaging with them. Obviously, those people are active on Instagram. And then start engaging with those people, especially if they are your ideal clients. So that is just one way to attract your ideal clients and grow your following with the right people. Step six is selling. I'm so passionate about selling, as you know. But let's talk about mindset first. So your belief system is what you believe to be true about you, about others, about money, about success. And your belief system impacts your behavior And your behavior is the action you take or don't take. And your behavior impacts your outcome. The income you make, the feelings you have, the reputation you gain. So belief system impacts behavior, impacts outcome. Now, there are two different ways of thinking here. Let's see which one you fall into. Type one, they say, my success is inevitable my offer changes lives so their belief system is really strong they believe that their success is inevitable they believe that their offer will help people so how does that impact their behavior well they show up to social media they give tons of value they serve their audience they pitch daily without fear they're excited to share their offer with people and so how does that behavior influence or impact their outcome well They make sales, they feel accomplished, they get people results, and then that continues. Whereas the second type, they say, I don't think I have what it takes to succeed. I'm not confident in my offer. I don't know if I'm worthy enough. So their belief system is full of lack. And how does that belief system impact their behavior? Well, they give sporadic value, if any they rarely pitch. They're too afraid to show up on camera and talk to their audience. They are too afraid to pitch in their posts. And so how does that impact their outcome? They don't make any sales. Then they feel like a failure. They fall into a deeper downward spiral and then they eventually quit. So your belief system is so important in the selling process because it impacts your behavior, whether or not you actually pitch, ask for the sale, provide value. And that directly impacts your outcome, whether you make sales, you make an income, how you feel about yourself. So I want you to do a gut check. What is your belief system? Do you believe that your success is inevitable? Do you believe that your offer changes lives? Do you believe that you are worthy of success and can help people? And then what is your behavior? Are you showing up consistently? Are you serving your audience? Do you know who your ideal client avatar is? Are you pitching and asking for the sale? Or are you skating around the issue with your tail between your legs, too afraid to say, hey, do you want to buy from me? Do you want to do this? And then what are your outcomes? Are you happy with the money you're making, with the sales you're making, with the feelings you have, the confidence you have? In my doctoral program, kind of a mantra that we would repeat all the time is, every system is perfectly designed to deliver the results it produces. Every system is perfectly designed to deliver the results it produces. So if you are unhappy with the results you are producing, it's because your system is jacked up and you need to go rework your system. So you need to go back and look at your belief system And uncover those fears. Uncover those limiting beliefs. And then you need to take the appropriate action in order to get the outcomes that you want. Effective sellers focus on the things that they can control, which is attitude and effort. What is your attitude? Are you someone who was like, oh, woe is me. Today sucks. Business sucks. Nobody wants to buy from me. The algorithm is ruining my life. I can't reach anyone. Da, 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 da. Or are you focused on having a positive attitude, on looking at the good you are doing, the positive things that are happening in your business, and being that positive person? Nobody wants to buy from somebody who is a negative Nancy. People can sense that. They can feel it. You show up in your stories. You're always whining, always complaining. And nobody likes you or wants to buy from you. So control your attitude and control your effort. You have to understand that rejection is inevitable. People will talk to you and then they'll buy from someone else. People will ghost you after they say they're ready to buy. People will tell you no. Effective sellers know that rejection is inevitable, that lost sales are inevitable, but they don't let any lost sales or rejection, any no's, bring them down. Instead, they focus on what's going right, they focus on having a positive attitude, and the effort. So confidence is key. I always say this. If you show up and you're like, oh, I don't know. You might want to buy this. I don't know if it's going to be a good fit for you. Nobody's going to buy what you're trying to sell. But if you show up and you are so passionate, enthusiastic, and confident, and you're like, ladies, this is the best thing since sliced bread. This is going to transform your life. You are going to thank me. You're going to be raving about this. They're going to be so much more likely to buy just based on how you are delivering the pitch. So confidence in yourself and confidence in your offer is absolutely key. In BBA, I also go through 15 pillars of selling, 15 strategies and tips that I teach that are amazing. But we're going to leave those out for the sake of time. And if you want to learn more, you can join BBA. And lastly, step seven is scaling like a CEO. In order to scale your business, in order to make more money, in order to create more freedom, automation must become your friend. And email marketing is a must. This month at the time of recording, it's November, it's an election month, things are going crazy. (laughs) So Instagram has blacked out in the United States all recent hashtags. So what does that mean? Well. You can post 30 hashtags to your post, but your reach is going to be down. Nobody is going to, when you go to a hashtag, you can only see the top posts, which are the ones that were already performing well, were already viral. There's no longer a recent tab where you can go and see the most recent posts, which is really where you get that exposure. Then Instagram went through an update. Then there's the election noise. And so I have seen Many, many female entrepreneurs struggle this month because they have great content. They have a message. They're getting ready to launch something, but they can't get it out. They can't get their message out. It's not being seen because when you build your business on social media, it's very dangerous. It's very risky and you're limited to what Facebook and Instagram or Twitter feel like doing at that time. Whereas when you are building an email list, you are able to sell to that email list and show up in their inbox no matter what is going on in the world. You don't have to cut through election noise. You don't have to deal with algorithm changes or hashtags being blacked out. You can still reach the people you are trying to reach. And then if you have an ad running, To grow your business so my whole flow is i have a freemium a free lead magnet that i promote through a facebook and instagram ad so regardless of the the algorithm my ad is still pushing that freemium to the right people that i have targeted once they opt into that freemium they are then placed on my email list they get a nurture series several emails that introduce myself provide more value, ask them to join my free community, ask them to follow me on Instagram, and then sells them on an offer. And then I continue to show up in their email inboxes weekly with my weekly emails with more value. And then when I am getting ready to sell something, I really ramp it up. And when I'm getting ready to host a free challenge or getting ready to launch a new product or program, I may send out an email every single day for two weeks. People expect to be sold to in emails. Research shows that people are more accepting of promotional emails than promotional social media posts. So having your email list, and I did a whole episode on this, on how I actually got hacked at the beginning of the year, and lost all of my social media accounts. But because I had been building a really strong email list, I was able to have record-breaking months in my business and launch a new course and make $20,000 off that launch primarily through email marketing alone. So email marketing allows you to sell no matter what happens on social media, And running ads and understanding how to automate things is how you scale. So as I said, I have an ad that is running and promoting my freemium. So as I'm sleeping, people are opting into my email list. As I'm sleeping, people are getting the emails that I have automated that then pitch them on the course or one of my courses. And so I'm waking up every day to new sales notifications, to new subscribers. That's the beauty of automation. That's how you can scale your business without sacrificing hours for dollars. In network marketing, this is my biggest pet peeve with network marketing, is they don't teach that component of business. They teach you to do the hard work, to stay in phase one, to stay in the trenches and get in the DMs and message X number of people a day. Is that sustainable? How long do you really want to do that for? What happens when something in your life pops up and you get sick or a family member gets sick or you want to have a baby? Are you going to be in your hospital room DMing 20 people a day, inviting them to come join your business? It's just ridiculous. So learning how to automate your business, scale your business, to constantly bring in new leads into your funnel and then convert them while you sleep through email marketing is essential to becoming a six or seven figure business owner. And again, that's what I teach in BBA. And side note, my husband is unloading the dishwasher right now. I'm speaking into a microphone. I have my door shut and I thought that you wouldn't be able to hear it. But when I replay the recording, I am hearing lots of banging around. So if you're wondering what all that noise is, that is my husband. He is unloading the dishwasher. I did retire him from his corporate job. He was a computer programmer and he loved what he did, but we both knew that If he were to come home and to help me and help this business, the first business we had behind the scenes, we could grow it so much faster. And that's also how we built the second online business that we have. So it's really awesome. The goal was to be able to travel and to do whatever we wanted. But, you know, COVID hit and now it can't go anywhere. But it's cool. We're all at home, happy family, staying safe, hunkering down. But we truly get to live life on our terms. Once we can travel again, we will be traveling. Our goal is to spend several months out of the year in different locations and just really you know, embrace the freedom that we have built. And of course, I am very passionate about helping other women to make this their reality as well. Now, I know it's not for everyone. Not everybody wants their husbands or their spouses at home with them 24-7. But for us, we love it. And I know for many people... For many women, this is what they want also. So that's why I am here. That's why I show up to give you tips and tricks and strategies to help you grow your business and to create the life that you want, whatever that may look like. So again, if you are interested in accelerating your growth and transforming your business, check out the link in the show notes for BBA, Business Breakthrough Accelerator, And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you are notified when the next episode drops. Tag me on Instagram stories to let me know you are listening and what you enjoyed most. And most importantly, get out there and make those money moves.